Hello, and welcome to Jag Bags, a podcast that discusses all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer. And I'm Len Foote. And tonight is a very special podcast episode, because tonight we are going to discuss one of the all-time master jam bands of all time, the Beatles. Perhaps you've heard of them. They were pretty good. This will be uh, an education for you if you're not a Beatles fan. Because we are experts. Oh, no doubt. Yes. Um, the, uh, the stakes are higher, Glenn, on this one. We're going to have a lot yeah. more people listening. I think so. Yeah. So uh, I, I won't screw anything up. You can count on me. All right. I saw that eye roll. Five. <laughs> We're on Zoom. You know what I was gonna, wanted to ask you? Yeah. When when did you start liking the Beatles? Well, uh, my parents had um, they had two, three of the old forty fives. They had um, uh, "She Loves You," which was on the old Swan label, so it's actually pretty rare. And uh, so it's "She Loves You," and then on the other side was "I'll Get You." And, uh, and then she had, uh, and then uh, they had Please Please Me, and the other side was From Me to You. And that was on like the VJ label. Um, and then uh, they also had Help, and the B side there was I'm Down. Yeah. That, and that was on Capitol Records. And then they also had, those are the only 45s they had, and then they had Sgt. Pepper on 33. Mm-hmm. And so, I played that Sergeant Pepper all the time. I, I played them all, all the time. Yeah. Really wore them out. Um, so yeah, as a kid, totally, because um, uh, my parents loved the Beatles. And my aunt uh, actually saw them live in Cleveland. And uh, Really? Yep. And uh, basically didn't hear a word, or didn't hear a note that uh, <laughs> just all I think that's what they stopped. That's why they stopped touring. She said all she heard heard was women screaming. She heard all she heard was screaming. So what about you? I heard Michelle on the radio. I was like, what's this song? And then by my house, they had a used record store called Record Hunt. Nice. So I got, you remember the Red Album, 62 to 66? Yes. I bought that. Yes. And I loved it. And around the same time, like Dan, Jack Chukas, Ernie, uh, Jim Minnick, we all started listening, unbeknownst to each other, we all started listening to Beatles at the same time. So in 1980, we all went to Beatle Fest together. Beatle Fest. ended up going for 20 years in a row. All right. For those who have no idea what Beatle Fest is, what, what is that? It's basically just a, a Beatles fan convention. They started the first one. I think the first one was sometime in the mid seventies. Yeah. And that was in New York. And now they have them in New York and Chicago. And it was called Beatle Fest, but now it's called the Fest for Beatles fans because I think Beatlemania or something sued about it. But yeah, it's still going on. And they have Beatles sounded like bands. They show all the movies, videos, they sell merchandise at a flea market. Uh, it's three days, so everybody stays in the hotel. Uh, it's at Hyde O'Hare in Chicago. I just had a great time every year. 
Yeah, I went once and it was awesome. Loved yeah. it. I loved it. In fact, the Factory Theater uh, did a salute to Beetlefest with uh, one of my very favorite shows, Mop Top Festival. Very good show. Starring me and others. Oh, God. The ego is already. <laughs> Definite star turn by me. Threatens to overturn, override this entire production. <laughs> Your agent faxed me your salary demands. Sorry, I haven't gotten back. To you. Uh, so we thought um, tonight we would, because the Beatles, it's kind of like it's all been said about them and really, you know, what can you discuss? And uh, so we, you know, talked about it. And we thought we'd rank the Beatles albums and we're, and we are going to rank them one through 13 we are not doing the American reissues because those are an artistic travesty. And yeah, so that was different for me because I, I was used to the American ones. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, in fact, um, my aunt had the only record of theirs that I saw was Meet the Beatles, which mm -hmm. was only which was U.S. only. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so. Uh, but uh, no, we're not going to be talking about the U.S. releases because I think that those were slapped together by the record companies. And I don't believe the Beatles themselves had anything to do with those releases. But the U.K. releases are as the band intended. Yeah, because like Help was half Beatles songs and then half George Martin instrumentals. Right, right. The American version. Right. So, uh, so that... Um, so we're not doing that. So there's one to, one through thirteen, um, and uh, we're just gonna go from we're gonna go from worst to best. And um, I even know we love we love all of them. Yeah, I mean they're like ranking Picasso paintings or you know your favorite uh, kind of Ferrari car. I mean they're all amazing. Um, so uh, it's all subjective, and that's the fun of of the Beatles, just because they're unique in that. Um, you know, they never, they really didn't put out a bad album. I mean, none of these albums are, all no. these albums are great. And they evolved. Which I is also there, amazing. There's a lot of people that don't realize some songs are by the Beatles. Because some people have an impression of them as like, almost like a boy band, the early on stuff. And then they hear other stuff and they're like, what, that's a Beatles song? And they're surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it, they were the first the first boy band. Um, and, uh, but you're right. And they definitely evolved and they evolved in such a short time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing that it was eight years. Right. Basically. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. And all the movies. Uh, have you seen the Ron Howard documentary on, uh, on the, I, I did I not see that yet. Very good. Um, it really just talks about, uh, the dark side of Beatlemania. Um, yeah. But uh, it, uh, it's well done. I totally recommend it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's basic. I mean, nothing that you, when you watch them, you, there's nothing you haven't seen before. But uh, that's the fun, I, I think. Um, anyway, let's get right to it. Let's do it. We're going to start with the worst Beatles album they ever did, which again is subjective. Um, but I'll, uh, you want me to start? You want to go? You can, you can start. All right. This is coming in at number 13. Uh, that's Yellow Submarine. 
Uh, I have would, please please me. Please please me. Yeah. So you, you like Yellow Submarine better than Please Please Me? Well, I kind of went through them and I looked. I, I think like their first two or three albums, there was too many covers. It was just like the Beatles were figuring themselves out a little bit. And Please Please Me is like that. Yep. Because there's only, there's only a few that they actually wrote themselves. And those are the songs I like, except for Twist and Shout. I mean, Twist and Shout was a cover. Right. And If There Is A Place, Please Please Me and Misery, those are all really good songs. Mm-hmm. But the, And you also have I Saw Her Standing There on there, but I've heard that song eight billion times. Right. That's one of the most overplayed Beatles songs. Right. I, um, I really like Please Please Me. Um, even I think it's, um, I think they recorded the whole thing in like a day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, which to me is pretty incredible. And, uh, I really like the way that it's produced and, um, and there's just sort of a, um, I, I, I think that they kind of, it really shows their versatility. Like you have, you know, like the, you know, the co- the covers, which are great, like twist and shout. That's a classic. Um, baby it's you. I think that's a Burt Backrack tune. Um, and, uh, so the covers are all terrific. Uh, they have, um, you know, they, they, they do the ballads, um, you know they're they're doing the ballads and then the out and out rockers, and um, and I just think that it's um, I I just think it's such a uh, and it's only half an hour long, and uh, but uh, I don't think there's a bad uh, cut on there and uh, and of course my favorites are I saw her standing there and twist and shout I mean those are two and please please me, um, those are three I think like classic um, you know like all-time Beatles hits uh, that yeah. people think of. like, and, and that's true of all the albums. But um, um, I ranked it higher. I ranked it ninth. Um, yeah. And with Yellow Submarine, I just, you know, I feel like, you know, Yellow Submarine, I mean, first of all, talk of, speaking of George Martin, um, you know, instrumentals, um, you know, yeah. I, uh, so I think that's like, you know, half the album. And that's, so that, to me, that's, uh, you know, the, the whole orchestral film score just kind of, you know, you know, does not. Uh, and then the other ones are from, and then the, the side one, the songs from the film, the actual Beatles songs. I mean, some of them are, I mean, there's really just the four, there's only a Northern song all together now. Hey, Bulldog. And it's all too much. All great. All great. And it's all too much is probably the most, I feel like that's the most underrated great Beatles song. It's all too much. Really? You never hear that. that. That's a great song. You never hear it. I love Hey Bulldog. That's a great song too. Um, You know, uh, my, uh, my son, when he was a kid, he loved Yellow Submarine. I got it on DVD and I would play it for him. Best Beatles movie. But we would just skip, uh, from um, song to song, that's how we would do it, because uh-huh. and that's kind of a scary movie for. That's a great movie. Yeah, I really like it. 
It's um, my favorite one. It's really excellent. And you like that better than A Hard Day's Night? Yep. I can't believe <laughs> doing this podcast with you. I thought I knew you. <laughs> this is what makes it lively. This the difference right. of opinions. I, I cannot continue. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm faxing a complaint. <laughs> Fax it to yourself. Oh, firing up that machine. Yep. Len likes Yellow Submarine better than a... We're going to have problems. Um, all right. So your... So your 13 for you is, please, please me, 13 for me is Yellow Submarine. Okay, let's move on to the number 12 uh, record. What's, what's yours? Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of, um, you kind of covered off on, uh, you know, on the record. Is there anything else you want to, to say about no, it? No, I mean, it's, it was, this was really hard to do. Yeah, it really was. It's really hard. But I just nudged that ahead of please, please me because of it's all too much and hey, bold, uh, you know, I like all those songs. So just, it wasn't much of a, it's not like there's a big leap from please, please me to Yellow Submarine for me. Right. Um, my, um, my number 12 is Beatles for Sale. Um, and, uh, and I think they just, um, I mean, they had been going so hard, and I think, you know, the the first three. I think that was their fourth album, and I think their yeah, that's three, their fourth one. And I think that the three before it, especially Hard Day's Night, were so good. I think they just, you know, it was kind of a little low. And um, although it's got great, um, it's got eight days a week, and um, and it's got um, I'm a loser. I love I love those songs. Um, I just, uh, I, I felt like it was kind of a come down from their first three uh, records. Lots of, uh, lots of covers, which, you know, which is okay. I mean, they're, they have rock and roll music on there, which is um, one of my favorite Beatle covers. Um, but it also has what I consider to be the worst Beatles song. Uh, and that is Mr. Moonlight. <laughs> I, I don't I, mind Mr. Moonlight, but I remember. I, that's their worst song. I remember they would do polls all the time about your worst Beatles song, and that would win all the time. But I, I think that song's fine. I mean, it's not one of my favorites, but it's not like I wince when I hear it. I don't wince, but it's just like, what? You know. Um, and that's probably, a cover. It is a cover. Yeah. Uh, another one that I uh, um, is in the ranking for worst Beatles song would be A Taste of Honey. Um, yeah, that's 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 the stuff I don't like. It's like the unnecessary covers. Little syrupy. I think. I mean, a lot of that is they were just starting out, but that would have been better off with a George Harrison song or instead. You know, what do you need Taste of Honey for? And now, right? Uh, McCartney loved those ballads. Yeah, just loved them. And, uh, yeah, but write your own. You don't do cover. Just do something. Len has facts. He needed my guidance back then. Direction I'm sure he regrets. <laughs> I'm sure he regrets not having my <laughs> guidance back then. If only I'd listened to Len. I wouldn't have included it. That was my <laughs> Even pinpoint stellar precision. Oh my that was my pinpoint precision, Sir Paul impression. Wow. I was Watch transformed out. at the time. Watch out. You I you probably really thought that Sir Paul himself. I thought he 
was in your room. Join the podcast. Secret Paul McCartney cameo. All right, Paul, time to go now. We'll call you when we need you. All right. All right. Uh, so moving on. Um, so your 12th was Yellow Submarine. And mine was with the Beatles. So uh, now we move on to the number 10. Oh, I thought yours was Beatles for sale. Oh, sorry. Beatles for sale. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can't count. It's my... Uh, all those laxatives I took. Oh boy. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> that will be deleted. All right. Uh, number 11. What's your. Uh... Mine is with the Beatles. <laughs> As is mine. Ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, too many covers again. Yeah. But. There's, you know, as usual, there's there's good stuff. It won't be long. All I've got to do, little child, I want to be your man, devil in her heart. Devil in her heart's cover, but it's one I like. I like that song. I associate a lot of those earlier songs with the Beatles cartoon. Did you ever watch the Beatles cartoon? Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was like in syndication when I was younger, so I would watch all of those. And they always had a lot of little child and devil in her heart, I know, were in those cartoons. I really, uh, I think that with the Beatles, I felt like um, it wasn't as, I, I didn't think it was as good as Please Please Me, um, but I felt like they kind of, maybe because it was so successful, and really, you know, it's important to, I always forget, like, you know, they, they really were focused on the singles, and albums were kind of an afterthought. Um, well, they so, almost invented the album later. Later, that's right. That's right. But it's got one of my um, uh, favorite um, tunes, and I think they opened the Ed Sullivan show with uh, All My Loving. That's one of my mm -hmm. favorite Beatles tunes. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they've got the big shouter, the Lennon uh, Money, uh, That's What I Want. That's another all-time great Beatles cover. So we actually agree on something. The stars are aligned for now. But the stakes get higher. <laughs> All right, moving on to number 10. You want me to go with my yeah, 10? Yeah, you go this time. Uh, my number 10 is help. Um, which I don't think is... I, I, I don't think I don't like that movie as much as Hard Day's Night or um, Yellow Submarine. Yeah, I put that. Uh, I put it fourth. Help, put, really? Let, let Let it be above help. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I thought I knew you. <laughs> we are we are learning things about each other. <laughs> I enjoyed Help, the movie. I mean, it got a little ridiculous. Um, no, I don't. I like. I mean, it's it's like we're talking about. We like all this stuff. When, when you're reading it, that's what makes it so hard because you're like, okay, right. And uh, and that's the thing. Like, help has. Um, I mean, it's got. First of all, uh, the title track is, you know, outstanding. It's my um, 
It's my favorite Beatles song lately. That's my answer lately. Oh, really? Yeah, my favorite. It's got one of my favorite uh, Harrison uh, ballads in uh, I Need You. That's a great song. Love that song. It's also that's got a great, one of... That's a great moment in the movie when they're playing that song. Yeah. Um, it has a uh, it has a Buck Owens cover, which is uh, which is interesting. Yeah, for Ringo. Yeah, uh, and uh, and also it has one of uh, what I think is one of their more underrated ballads. Um, Lennon, I think that's a Lennon song, and that's "It's Only Love." I love that song. That's a great song. Great um, song. Yeah. Great, great ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, uh, I mean, now we're getting into, um, I mean, now we're getting into where it's really getting tough. It was. It's because, like, Yellow Submarine, it's half instrumentals. And a couple of the early ones, they're still figuring things out. But now it's, like, all really good stuff. So the, the choices re- were harder. Yeah. The reason I feel like I would have ranked help lower is because I felt like they were just trying to put out another hard day's night. Um, and it was kind of much in the, like they were following a formula and I just don't. So it's sort of like, this is good, but it's not a hard day's night. I like help better than hard day's night. You, <laughs> we are, we, we're going to come to blows. Yeah. Good thing. Good thing. We're not in the studio together. Uh, there, this would be the end of the podcast because I would leap over <laughs> and uh, there would be... Coffee would be thrown. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right, what's your 10? My 10 hard day's night. Talk about a hard day's night. I mean, and there's not much bad to say about it. I just think there's not as many great songs. Hard Day's Night's a great song. If I Fell, Can't Buy Me Love, You Can't Do That, I'll Be Back. Flawless. Those are all great. Flawless. But I, I mean, like, not you're figuring out, okay, what's better? It's just, there's not enough of my favorites on there, even though I, it's a really good album. Yeah. So that's why it's at 10. Right. I will have more to say about Hard Day's Night later. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep our hundreds, Stay tuned, people. I'll keep our hundreds of listeners in suspense. <laughs> I can't wait. When will Beeve discuss his feelings on a hard day's night? Or will he have to stop because he had too many laxatives? <laughs> Maybe not the best thing to say. Watch, that'll be. Yeah, probably not. That will be the. Uh, we'll talk about it in our second production meeting. <laughs> uh, it's best that we move on. All right, what's your number nine? Beatles for sale. Beatles for sale. Beatles for sale. And I think Beatles for sale has three very underrated songs. A lot of it, I think, with some of these albums too, is if you put it on. And there's songs you don't, you haven't heard a million times. It's they're just easier to enjoy because you haven't reached a saturation point where you're like, okay, I've heard that yeah. a million times. And Beatles for Sale is No Reply. That's a fantastic song, but not like 
one that you hear a million times and every little thing and what you're doing. Those are great. I'm a loser. Great song. Great song. I'll follow the sun eight days a week and honey don't, which is another one of those, I guess sometimes music, it's like you just connect to a memory and honey don't's another one of those songs that was in the Beatles cartoon. Yep. And maybe that was one of the first times I heard, heard it too. And you're like, Oh, I like that song. I also like on Beatles for sale. I like their buddy Holly cover that words of love. They think they do. Yeah, that's nice. good too. They yeah, knew it's a, really nice, good album. a nice job with that song. I mean, they were big, especially Paul, I think was a huge buddy Holly fan. And, um, and I think he hosted a, a documentary later on uh, or produced it or, which is very good. Um, and, uh, and that's, a, that's a great song. Um, and then moving on. All right. Number eight. It's your no, number. Did, did you say your number nine? I don't think you did. Oh, I didn't. My number nine is please, please me. Um, and, uh, and I think we've gone over, um, I think we've gone over, you know, the, the reason I like it. I also just like, there's a cool kind of like echo to the production. It feels like it was like recorded in like a giant kind of like hall because there's a little bit of echo. Um, and so it's sort of a almost a little underproduced. I mean, they only had, I think it's amazing that they, they basically did it in like 12 hours and twist and shout was the last song that they did. So Lennon's voice was already shot yeah, and then had to do that. Um, and, so many uh, things about them are amazing. Yeah, pretty incredible. But two of the most talented people in the world together, writing songs together, plus right. George Harrison. It's just insane how that all came together. And George Martin, because, you know, Joe Dantelli used to say about George Martin, he would go, you know – you know who our genius is? He, he'd say to Beals, he goes, but more so, George Martin. George Martin more so. That's what he'd always say. Interesting. He's a big George Martin fan as a producer. You know, I mean, one of the things, you know, with Please Please Me, they were kind of looking to him like, because they didn't know what they were doing, even though they had some ideas. But George Martin was really smart, I thought, in that he never – because he heard these guys and they were, he was like, these guys are great. There's no need to go crazy here. I think I should just roll the tape, make some suggestions here and there. Um, but this is their show. These guys are, are once in a lifetime. And uh, it, it felt like he stayed out of the way, which, you know, as a producer, I feel like sometimes you have to do that. Um, yeah. I, I don't like super overproduced stuff. But that's that's the argument with when we talk about Let It Be later. Yeah, yeah. Because you have the original and then you have Let It Be Naked. Some people like Let It Be Naked better because it's less produced. Right. I, I'm half and half with that. I I think I overall I prefer um, Let It Be. But like, for example, The Long and Winding Road on Let It Be Naked with, with all the strings and everything gone, I, I, I do prefer that. Nah, I, I, I still like the I like the original better, but I mean, I listened to it so many times. It's just kind of stuck in sure. my memory. And I listened to Let It Be Naked, but I still prefer the original by a lot. Me too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. 
What's your uh, what's your number eight? Magical mystery tour. Once again, we are aligned. Perhaps Whoa. we can iron out. Perhaps we can iron out our differences. <laughs> We've made history. <laughs> Two in a row. Here's you know, something. Did I ever tell? Did I ever tell you that you know the crazy, insane magical mystery move, magical mystery tour movie? Yeah, that movie's that movie's hard. You know the little girl on the bus. Yeah. I know her. Really? Yeah. How? She's um, Laura's cousin's partner. Really? Yeah, and she was at Beetle Fest a couple years ago talking about it. Any good, any good stories? Does she say like? I don't remember specifics, but I was just—I think I was probably so shocked that she was <laughs> the girl in Magic Mystery Tour. I understand. You had to sign a non-confidentiality agreement. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of mean things about Ringo. Yeah, the orgies. I could probably get in trouble just for saying that. Probably. Expect the facts from from lawyers. We we would watch that movie at Beatles Fest and just go, what? <laughs> that <laughs> movie make any sense. That movie is re- I I would love to be in the production, <laughs> you know, when they are like we're talking about. Well, let's do this. That'll really work. But at, at that time, who was saying no to them? No. Nobody, Nobody was saying no to them. Nobody. Um, and, you know, the songs on there are, I mean, from top to bottom, it's pretty, um, it's, it's, it's pretty solid top to bottom hits, deep cuts, um, even like Blue Jay Way. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, all good. I really like. All good. I think my favorites on there are Fool on a Hill, Great. The walrus and yep. strawberry fields. Can't go wrong. Oh, maybe you're a rich man. Maybe you're a rich man's great one too. Um, I don't know if you've read on any of the of the Beatles books, but uh, they uh, they um, that song was like a rip on Brian Epstein. Mm. You know, because they felt he was getting rich at their expense. Yeah. Which I did not know. Yeah, I've read tons of them, tons of Beatles books. That could be another podcast altogether. Yeah, Beatles Library. Right. And I just oh. read that solo one. That was really good. Oh, I I want to read that. Yeah. I read. There's a really good book called Beatles versus the Stones. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that thing came out that long ago. Yeah, really yeah, like it. Years ago. Very very good. Yeah. It uh, it basically just talked about how they watched each other and they were more aligned than than, than meets the eye, and uh, and how they were kind of they kind of complemented each other and even as they were quote unquote rivals. Yeah. Which I didn't. And they, the funny thing is, they had the image like the Rolling Stones were the rough and tough guys, and the Beatles weren't and it was really the opposite because yeah in real life the beatles grew up in tougher circumstances than the stones like mick jagger went to art school yeah the stone they're from the burbs yeah their images were completely opposite (laughs) of what they should have been right right although keith richards definitely didn't make a pact with satan because oh my god he should have been dead a hundred times by now so there is is that 
if we could do another podcast on Keith Richards' autobiography, which I, I there's a lot to unpack. Keith Richards. I got to read that. I have it. I've never read it. It's the only thing. The, the only thing I was reading it was basically, yeah, how are you alive? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. It's very good. Yeah, he's everybody a, says it's great. He's got a lot to say, and uh, um, well, I I could go into some stories, but we're here to talk about the Beatles. Oh yeah. Not Next about. Time. Yes. And we, sure. and we do our Stones podcast. Yes. I think, you know what I think, Magical Mystery Tour, it'd probably be rated higher, but it's one of those half and half albums. It's all songs, but like four of them, I think were singles because it was like Penny Lane was a single. Yep. Um, Strawberry Fields was a single. So it yep. wasn't like a coherent album like they were making at that time because that was came on after Sgt. Pepper, which was like the first concept album. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Strawberry Fields forever supposed to be on Sgt. Pepper? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought I'd... Uh, you can tell that we are huge Beatles experts. <laughs> We're, we are already getting angry letters from uh, podcast listeners who are. We just love the Beatles. Backs all your complaints to Mike Byer. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get a big stack after this one. It's already starting. Oh, but no, I get you're them. Getting, you're getting faxes now. I get faxes just for you know life for my life. Oh, okay. Just for my existence. Yeah, those life faxes are tough. Yeah, Beave, you. I heard what you said, Beave. You are a dildo. That was an actual fax that I received. So we have the same eight. Yes. Let's do so number. Cool. Let's do number cool. seven. Okay. What's your seven? My seven, now this is where it really gets tough. Um, and I changed uh, my mind quite a bit on this, but my seven, number seven, has to be Rubber Soul. Um, and uh, I had it originally ranked as high as number three, and then redid it, and it was just a numbers game, and I feel like Rubber Soul just uh, lost out. Um, and... I really like this record because it's, you know, softer and quieter. Um, you know, there's a lot more um, acoustic, not, not as many, you know, hard rock tunes. And um, it's just a real change of pace without really, they, they change it up without really messing with the formula too much, the, the million selling songwriting formula. And, um, and I think that they had also, they had just met Bob Dylan and he had a, had a huge influence on him. You can tell. Um, yeah. And uh, so that really comes out in this record. Um, I love it. I mean, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. But there are six it's other perfect, but albums. it's number seven. Yeah, there are six other perfect <laughs> albums ahead. My seven's help. Okay, we talked about help a little bit already. But some of the other songs we didn't mention: "Night Before," "You've Got to Hide Your Love Away," "Another oh, Girl," "Ticket to Ride." Great. I've just seen a face. I love awesome. it. Help, Help is a great album. Awesome. I mean, I even liked it when it was the American version because I kind of like the crazy instrumentals on it. Yep. And like the, the version of Help where the beginning is all the instrumental movie music right before it starts. It's longer and then it goes into Help. Right. I like that. I love uh, You Won't See Me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm looking through you. Um, those are two great McCartney deep cuts. Um, and I feel like here he was starting to. Yesterday, yesterday. We haven't even said yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was. Kind of a popular one. That did well. Recorded by everyone in the world. That did well. It's the most covered song ever, I think. Still. I think so. Yeah. But would it have been the same if it was scrambled eggs? I don't think so. I don't think so. I love that he uh, came up with it while he was cooking the scrambled eggs. And then for a while, he wasn't sure. He didn't want to bring it to the rest of the group because he was like, well, I, I had to have stolen this from some. This obviously has been written before. Yeah. Um, you know, the, this this melody. Um, and he like, and then finally said, no, I think I, I, I don't think it has, which is pretty incredible. But it was also because I think that was the first track where he really, you know, he didn't ask Lennon what he thought. He just said, yeah, we're doing this song. And, uh, you know, I'll put your name on it, but uh, you know, your, your input, your input will not be accepted. Yeah. That was the start of Lennon McCartney by name only. Yeah. They were writing a lot by themselves then. Yeah. Agreed. So your, so your seven was, so your seven, seven was, was help. Was help. Mine was rubber soul. Yeah. Len, I think this list is uh, turning out. Uh, it's turning out differently because my number one is going to shock you. <laughs> I don't think Controversial. so. Controversial. <laughs> all right, let's go on. I, I don't think there's any left that would shock me. <laughs> right. It's all just greats left now. Yeah. All right, let's go on to number six. You're just trying to keep the listeners in suspense. Yes. Building the hype for number one. It's now grown. It's swelled into the thousands mm-hmm. as the suspense builds. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your number six? Sergeant Peppers. Sergeant Peppers? Yeah. Just I think. A little low, but that album has really kind of. I feel like it, for a while that was the unassailable number one, unchallenged. I think because that's because of historical impact. It was right. the first real concept album. It was one of the first, like, it, you know, it had a theme. Every song was on there for a reason. And, but when you, you know, when I break it down, it's, you know, it's still a great album, but. A Day in the Life and I think Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds are the only two songs I would say are like great songs. There's a lot of good songs, but yep. I mean, A Day in the Life's top five Beatles. But the rest of it, it's 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 good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but when I was looking at everything, I'm like, I don't think I could put it above six. Yeah, individually, the songs are not, you know, a, a song like, you know, Good Morning, Good Morning is not something that would even make the top 100 or well i, I like it but it's yeah. not yeah it wouldn't be in, i don't know about 100 but it might not be in my top 50 yeah but i like it there's nothing on there i don't like but day, no. day into life is 
and Lucy are the only two that I think are like must listens. Yeah, those are those are unchallenged in the in the Beatles pantheon. Yeah, those are the those are the classics that are on there. But I don't think it's as many as the rest of my top five. That album, right? I mean, in the cover too. There's so much stuff about that that is was the first thing happening. I mean, the the Stones ripped them off because yep. Sgt. Pepper had made such an impact. Such an impact. And it was such a. And it's always. So six, from 62 70, they made all these albums. They had all these albums coming out every year. And still, in 1967, after they'd been around for five years, people were still dying for a new album by then. Yep. Sgt. Peppers was super anticipated. And yep. not only did it, then exceeded everybody's expectations. Yeah. It, it's just incredible. Yeah, it really is. Really is. And I think, you know, I think people just got sick of it because, like I said, for a while it was, I think Rolling Stone, you know, ranked it the number one album of all time. Yeah, there's, so there's, there's backlash to it. So there was some backlash to it. Kind of like with Hey Jude, too, because Hey Jude, right. like when I was growing up, this radio station would, local radio station would do their top 500 songs on Memorial Day weekend. And Hey Jude was always number one. They did it like every year. Yeah. Or, it was Hey Jude and Stairway to Heaven were one and two every year. Right. And even at Beetlefest, the sound like band Liverpool, they'd always play Hey Jude last. That was always their closer. Yep. I, uh, What's your six? So my six is Let It Be. Um, and uh, I think, uh, you know, with Let It Be... Um, and our friend Scott Oaken has already disowned me. Um, let it be is my five. So we could, we could both talk about let it be. I, uh, I mean, you know, uh, my favorite, I think we, my favorite tracks on let it be are, um, get back, obviously. Um, uh, the title track, let it be love two of us. Um, and, uh, and I even, uh, um, you know, the long and winding road, I think is, you know, all of it's great for you, blue. Um, um, I would say that, uh, um, my, uh, you know, my favorite tracks is obviously let it be with the, the, yeah, let, it be one, let it be one, let it be one Beatles bracket. Yep. I mean that's just an anthem, and it's uh, it'll be around forever. I mean, just a great, you know, the, as far as anthems go, and I far prefer "Let It Be" to "Hate You." Um, far prefer it. Um, and, get, you and get back. Forgot, and just, I've got a feeling, though. I think I've got a feeling is one of the best Beatles songs. Outstanding song. Outstanding. And. Uh, uh, I feel like they were kind of, it's also got, um, I forgot about uh, For You Blue, which I think is really a cool tune and overlooked. Um, uh, I would put that, um, I, I personally rank that my top 10 George Harrison tracks. Um, I just think it's unusual. Um, it's got a great uh, guitar part um, and uh, 
it's just got it, it's a very cool vibe unlike most beatles tunes and uh, um, really so, yeah i mean it's the album's gonna stick around forever with let it be i mean across the universe down there too yep they have, al- they have a movie named just after across the universe yep the only i mean i like this song but the only odd song on there is uh, oh no there's two odd ones because you've got you know my name look up the number which is like a throwaway song that's that's just them screwing around and then uh one after 909 that sounds like a song they had i think it was a song from early 60s that they just threw on there they had one more song on there yeah and if you uh there's a version of one after 909 on the anthology, which I really prefer, but they recorded, you know, back when they were first starting out. And, uh, I much prefer that to the one that's on let it be. Um, but you're right. They, that was something they resurrected for. for yeah. That's something that belongs on with the Beatles or please, please me. I think. Yeah. And I like it, but it doesn't really fit with the rest of the album. Agreed. Yeah, I think Let It Be is propelled by its hits, which are just, you know, th- those are like unassailable. And uh, just, um, you know, they, there's a lot of throwaways. I mean, with Maggie May and Dig It and, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, just kind of like, you know, little bits. and of- Yeah, here, here's a 40-second song. Let's just screw yeah. around. Oh, keep that on the album. Yes, I, I know. Well, we've got to get to 20 minutes somehow. Just put those on. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, uh, and also I like the uh, the film when uh, Paul is yelling at George. Um, and George finally <laughs> snaps. He's like, listen, Jag. It's supposed to, isn't Peter Jackson, he's doing another, isn't he doing a documentary about Let It Be? Oh, really? I didn't hear that. I thought that's what he was doing. That'd be great. I'd watch that. It's been delayed or something. Oh. But yeah, that's my number five. What's what's your number five? So my so uh, my number five. So uh, so let it be was your number five. My number five is the White Album. Let's get to the White Album. Um. I mean, I think that um, I didn't come to this album until late. I, at first, I, I would have, if you had asked me in high school, I'd be like, it's the worst album. It's so weird. And, you know, so many throwaway songs. It's terrible. And then when I got older, it became, for a while, I ranked it number one um, as my all-time favorite Beatles album. I think it slipped a little bit. I think in my, and again, these ratings change, um, you know, as depending on the moods and you know or you know what time of day you catch me um but when i was making this list um it, it was it, it was not so much you know what i didn't like about the white album but what i liked better about the four albums ahead of it mm-hmm. um, so the peter jackson thing just to throw this back in there it includes like the 42 minute rooftop concert and nice. they say it's more, it's, it's like a flip to um, the original Let It Be movie because it's much more cheerful. 
like shows the Beatles joke around with each other and things like that. But it's gotten delayed, so it's not going to come out until next year. But I would definitely watch that. I would. And that's the thing, you know, everybody talked about the Beatles' dissension, you know, but they were all still very polite to each other. And they were. Yeah, and they all kind of came back together in various ways. Like Their childhood friends. Like every Ringo album has almost all of them on it. Yeah. That was like one of the main uh, things holding them back from breaking up because they were all very worried about what would happen to Ringo. <laughs> like, he'll be lost. He won't survive. Yeah, and John, John Lennon, he was like the Ringo album was so huge that John Lennon said to him, hey, why don't you uh, let me get some hit songs? Because <laughs> <laughs> John Lennon hadn't had a really big hit solo album yet. And Ringo had like at least three or four top ten hits on that album. <laughs> yeah. Ringo's like, fuck off, John. <laughs> I am the most talented Beatle, exclaims Ringo, as It Don't Come Easy crashes the charts. Maybe you should have been nicer to me during the making of the White Album, not yelled at me. <laughs> Ringo's, he should have called it Ringo's Revenge. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're at number four, then. Yep. My four is Rubber Soul. You had, where did you have Rubber Soul? Like seven? I had it as number seven. Number seven. I love Rubber Soul. It's great. Norwegian Wood, Nowhere Man, Think for Yourself, The Word, Girl, In My Life. In My Life. Amazing song. And Rubber Souls, that's a fantastic one. Did that song do, was, did In My Life do well in the bracket? Yeah, it was, it was final four. Yeah, that's an all-time. I think it was In My Life, Day in the Life, Let It Be. I'm trying to remember what the fourth one was. Day Tripper. <laughs> Here it comes. Let it out. Let it out. It's their best song. It's their I best think song. Day Tripper lost in the first round. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm still not over it. I will never be over it. I'll do one I again will. in about 10 years. We'll do... Every Beatles song bracket. There you go. But I'll see Day Tripper 17 <laughs> and have it go up against Hey Jude in the first round. Just to punish me. And it yeah. will win. <laughs> it will win. Because yeah. I will mark I will mount an effective campaign that will make you see the genius of the song. Well, you made a good point about Rubber Solo. There really isn't any rockers on it. It really is like, I guess you could almost call it like introspective album. Yeah. Because all that, that's Norwegian Wood, I'm Looking Through You, Think For Yourself, all those are. So maybe they were really, after seeing what Dylan was doing, just taking their lyrics more seriously. Because you're right about that. Yeah, there's You've agreed on a few things, and I said you were right about something. There's this the uh, this is like therapy. <laughs> there's the old story about when they met Dylan, and Dylan said, "Yeah, man, you know, I really like some of the lyrics that, like, for example, like in um, uh, I want to hold your hand, where the lyric where you're like, I get high, I get high, I get high. That's awesome. Well, and didn't they first smoke pot with Dylan too? Isn't they that did, what? and the Beatles yeah. were like, uh. 
That, that's not the lyric. <laughs> we've we've got to be cooler. We've got to be cooler. We're not like those street toughs, the Rolling Stones in no. their art school. Yeah, right. They're like, we could kick the Rolling Stones ass in a street fight. <laughs> the Stones wouldn't have lasted five minutes in Hamburg. And they had, like John Lennon, his parents weren't even around, basically. Yeah. Paul McCartney's mom died really young. Yep. Ringo was stuck in the house till he was like eight years old because he was, he was sick all the time. He was basically illiterate. Yeah. And Liverpool is not, uh, that's a, uh, that's a tough town to grow up in. Mm-hmm. What was your number four? My number four is Revolver. Um, and I, I feel like that is like a precursor to Sgt. Pepper's in many ways. Um, I mean, they're really stretching out on Revolver. I mean, they're really experimenting with, you know, different uh, instruments and different uh, production techniques and, you know, studio tricks. And, but they really keep the core, you know, the blueprint remains the same. I mean, the, the, and they still, you know, they, you still get the lovely ballads. Um, you're getting, you know, some of the great rockers like Taxman, uh, ballads like Here, There, and Everywhere. Um, but then some of the, you know, wilder, um, uh, you know, production songs like Tomorrow Never Knows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and She Said, She Said. Also, yeah. They, they took chances. Very much so. They are just like, all right, we're going to throw on this. And that's when I, I think they did, did stuff with backwards tapes and trying to find new sounds and everything. And that's the stuff that keeps you coming back to their albums because they're all so different. I also like Revolver because there's not as many songs that you've heard 80 billion times. No, not really. I mean, Eleanor Rigby and Yellow Submarine, maybe you've heard a ton. The rest yeah. of them? Mm-mm. I mean, there's Good Day Sunshine, which is was a, a a song people know and Got to Get You Into My Life. I think that was released too. Well, Got to Get You Into My Life, what's funny about that is they did some, I think it might have been they had a compilation album in like 73 or something called rock and roll music, if I'm correct. And they released got to get you to know my life as a single. Oh, that's when they released it. Yeah. That's a great song. I mean, yes, just incredible stuff. And all right, George, go ahead and pull out the sitar. You can do whatever you want. You know why? Because but those songs have grown on me. I like those songs now. I, when I was younger, I'd be like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. I don't want to hear this Indian mysticism. Right. But now right. I like them. Yep. Inner Light, great song. Within You, Without You. Yeah. Inner Light's not even on an album. That was a flip side. Yep. I think they might have put it on. Is it on Hey Jude? Is it on the American version? I, uh, that's a great question. Yeah, that's that. I really like that song. We should know that. I feel shame. Well, is Alex on the research team? Is that the problem? Alex, you mean my my writer, Alex? Your writer? Has he ever written anything? He writes for me. He did my. He helped me with my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By what? Get new coffee. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that helped me think. There's no need to bring up Alex, and this is a Beatles podcast. Alex, if Alex did his job, he would have had that information on the inner light at your fingertips. Alex uh, is needs rest, and uh, I it can't be expected to um, just be at my beck and call. You lay off, Alex. Okay. Yeah, you don't want your employee to be available for his job. I get uh, it. What's your number three album? <laughs> Heartless. As he moves on from the Alex discussion. With a tear in his eye. <laughs> I have Abbey Road at three. Incredible record. Just for side two alone. I was just going to say that. Here Comes the Sun and then an amazing medley. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean... That's another thing I don't think anyone had really done. They're like, okay, let's just put all these together with no break in between them. You know, and it's funny because I've heard it say like, well, they were just lazy and they didn't want to develop all these songs. And then they were like, well, let's just put them, we'll just stick them together as like fragments and do some studio tricks and boom, aren't we clever? And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, no one else was doing it. I mean, I was, I thought that was a pretty good trick. I love it. And it really works. I think I think Lennon didn't like it that much, but that's because it's mainly a McCartney thing. I think it was McCartney's idea to do that. Yeah. Because Lennon would say stuff like, oh, Mean Mr. Mustard is the worst song I've ever written. You yeah. Know? But I think that was partly jealousy. And I think he had... I think it's like when I, you refuse to congratulate me after a basketball game. <laughs> jealousy. Yes. I think that that was, uh, um, I think that Lennon uh, had pretty much checked out of the Beatles. Um, yeah, at that point, yeah, yeah. He was on his way out. He was, he was all into Yoko and yeah. trying to do his own thing. So I just don't think the Beatles were of, of interest to him. And so, yeah. and that and Paul would become much more bossy. I mean, that, that album doesn't really have a standout Lennon one. Sure it's George and Paul. Come George together. Some, something and, oh yeah, come together. But still, the highlights are something, Here Comes the Sun, and Side, you know, side 2. That's, yeah, that's, that's Paul. Even yeah. the, you know, the Paul tracks are kind of not that strong. Like, I mean, Oh Darling's pretty good. I love Oh Darling. You know, Maxwell's Silver Hammer is, you know, it's... I like that. I mean, people complain about it, but... It's okay. Maybe because they think it feels like a novelty song, but I think it's a good song. Um, it is a little. It's it's he's done better, I guess. We'll just and of course the greatest song of all time, which is Octopus's Garden. Which, why was that not released? It would have gone straight to number one. Octopus's Garden. Yes. I think every kid likes that song. <laughs> they have the, the two. Their two great kid songs are that and Yellow Submarine. Every kid loves those two. Agreed. Um, what my number three is uh, Sergeant Pepper's, and the thing about Sergeant Pepper's that I, um, I mean, we've we've talked enough about it, but uh, the thing that I like about Sergeant Pepper's is that it uh, is taken as a whole. So yeah, the songs themselves maybe not the world's greatest. 
but as an entire achievement as part, because it was meant to be listened to from start to finish in one sitting. I think that's how they intended. I mean, there's really, I don't think they released any singles from, from that album, which was also very unusual. Yeah, so I think yeah, they, intended, they intended you to listen to it in, you know, in its, you know, from start to finish. And in that sense, it worked, you know, unlike any other record. Yeah, I think they, they're the reason for themes, progressive rock, people not just throwing singles on albums and putting filler on there. They yeah, kind of up, up the game for rock musicians. Yeah, a lot of people say they invented the AOR category. <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right. Well, we're kind of like, we're kind of circling each other, you know, the, I mean, we're kind of aligned on top. We've agreed pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Not, no big differences. We're oh, at the wow. last two. We're at the last two. Yep. All right. Give me your number two. Revolver. Outstanding. Revolver used to, I used to say that was my favorite, but it's switched. But revolvers, we just talked about revolver, so we don't have to go into it anymore, but it's, it's amazing. And yeah. even the, classic cover of the album i think yeah. uh klaus vorman won a grammy for the cover they did so many innovative things they're like okay let's make this really cool album cover right they were i mean that's why that's why they're gonna last forever i mean they they were so influential not just in their music but the way that they packaged the songs yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, my number two is Abbey Road. Yeah, um, so. We're pretty close. This we is it. A, should we do a drum roll for our number one? Oh, man. <laughs> Who's going first on the number one? I'll go first with my controversial choice. Uh-huh. My favorite Beatles album, I think it's their best. Now, hear me out is a hard day's night oh okay let's let's hear your reason controversial and this is why i feel that a hard day's night was basically the blueprint for the rest of their releases in other words that was like that was like the found that's foundational beatles that no covers 12 songs no filler all great, all just enjoyable, terrific pop songs. And it was the formula for success that they really never varied from too much going forward. I mean, they'd tweak a little here, maybe they'd, you know, soften it with like acoustic guitars or add a bunch of studio tricks or, you know, you know, do a medley. But the whole like blueprint of the 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 the, the foundation really started with a hard day's night. So that's one. And then two is that I feel that out of all the albums that the, the word that I would use to describe a hard day's night is exuberant. I, I think that it's just, you know, they've, they've had, they had two albums and they could have gone that were pretty popular and they were a phenomenon and they could have gone either way. They could have said, well, we have this, film and but we're tired and we really don't feel like writing you know 
12 songs for a movie, you know, we're, we're in a movie. Um, but they, they were going for it and they wrote just 12 classics that really captured an era. They captured like a youth movement and they they weren't, they were young and they weren't weighted down by like the pressures of fame or you know, drugs or expectations. They're just four kids, you know, um, singing their brain, singing their brains out. And uh, so that, you know, that kind of freedom and exuberance is not present um, on the rest of their, um, which are, you know, more sophisticated and, um, you know, cooler. Um, but, uh, but they still have some um, semblance of that blueprint that you first saw in Hard Day's Night. My problem with Hard Day's Night is it has one of the, probably my least favorite Beatles song on it. What's that? And I Love Her. I don't oh, like come on. <laughs> it's sappy. It's no. No. Because your heart is black. <laughs> Maybe. As you strangle but... kittens. Like, I really hate I and I love her. <laughs> I will tell you what the real number one is now. All right. Let's hear it. White album. White album. Pretty simple. More Beatles for your money. Everybody gets to do their thing. No one's overlooked. Everybody gets a lot of songs. Tons of songs on there you don't hear all the time. I'd say the only overplayed songs in that album are Back in the USSR and Birthday. Right. But the rest of them, you don't hear them. Maybe my, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. I feel like While My Guitar Gently Weeps has gotten more popular recently because when Prince died, everybody showed the footage of him right. playing that. Right. So you hear that more than you used to. But I will just list all these great songs that you don't hear all the time. Dear Prudence. Great. Glass Onion. Great. Happiness is a Worm Gun. Martha, great. my dear. I'm so tired. Blackbird. Classic. Piggies, Rocky Raccoon, Don't Pass Me By, Why Don't We Do In The Road, I Will, Julia, Your Blues, Mother Nature's Son, Everybody's Got Something To Hide Except For Me And My Monkey, Sexy Sadie, Helter Skelter, Long, Long, Long. That's a ton of songs. A ton of great songs. You put that on, there's, it's just, I just love it. If you could you know, the Revolution Number 9 is ridiculous, but just skip it. Here's a game. If you could cut the White Album into a single record, just 12 tracks. That'd be really hard. The label comes back and says, listen, Len. <laughs> There's too many songs on here. Get rid of half of them. That'd be hard. I think Their Prudence would, their prudence would have to be on there. Because yeah. that, that might be my favorite. Yeah, man, this is tough. Well, that can be another pot. Blackbird has to be on there. That's two. Yep. Uh, Back in the USSR. I wouldn't put that on there. No? Well, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, like I've heard that too many times. They'd be like, what are you, from the future, Len? I mean, we're coming up with this scenario. I'm here from like, the future. I'm like, no, that'll be overplayed. Maybe release it as a single. <laughs> <laughs> the it's scenario out. is flawed. Out. But yeah, Dear Prudence, Blackbird, 
gently weeps. Happiness is a warm gun. I'm so tired. Um, I will and Julia. Love those songs. Your blues, Helter Skelter. Everybody's got something to hide except for me and the monkey. Sexy Sadie. And only have one left. Revolution. Nah. Savoy um, Truffle. That's yeah, Savoy Truffle. That's good. That's underrated. Good Great song. That'd be my twelve, I think. That. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of my problem with the White Album is that, um, you know, I feel like with most double albums, I think it's tough, you know, because there's some, I felt like there was like a leap in quality between songs. I'm taking it as a whole, it totally works. And like I said, for a while, I was like, this is their best album. Um, well, you were right before. You're just wrong now. We... <laughs> <laughs> get some toner because you're going to get a lot of I'm, yeah, I'm faxing a lots of complaints about you to myself <laughs> no one's going to be complaining about you right because they're going to agree with me because they all know the White Album is the best album they're like I thought I agreed with Len until I heard Beeb's flawless explanation <laughs> Beeb's Beeb, Lester bangs like evisceration <laughs> of flawless interpretation of standard opinion Change the way that I think about the Beatles. Real Marcus B. <laughs> Top critics of all time. Top music critics. Uh, I actually did write a blog piece about A Hard Day's Night where I made the case for it. So I kind of I kind of cheated a little bit. But. Yeah, I, I actually thought when we were doing this that you might have more of the early stuff up higher because I knew you were because I, I feel like you voted a lot for early Beatles stuff when I did the bracket. But Hard Day's Night's the only one that you put way up there out of the early ones. We, yeah. we agreed a lot. It's, I'm really surprised by that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Maybe this podcast isn't such a bad idea. <laughs> We're mending fences through <laughs> the podcast. Oh my God. The hate has dis- <laughs> You've dissipated some hate tonight. The Beatles, the Beatles. I, I, I think maybe we could be friends. Maybe we could be friends. I'm brief. The Beatles would approve and say, you know, we're all about <laughs> peace and love. And uh, once again, the Beatles have conquered the unconquerable. These two jag bags were fighting <laughs> now. They're friends. So touching. All right. Well, this podcast was fun. Um, and uh, if you haven't uh, uh, listened to our first episode, Um, You can get it on our Facebook page. You can get it on Apple uh, podcast and um, and coming soon to Spotify. But our first episode uh, which aired last week was about comic strips. And that was much more tame than this one. It was also a lot shorter, Um, but check that out. Um, And next week, Len, we will be discussing. Tom Hanks. I'm doing a Tom Hanks movie bracket. We're going to be talking about what our favorite Tom Hanks movies are what we think will win the bracket and possibly another bracket. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Ooh, man. Too also, our, our, um, our podcast is on our Twitter feeds. That's right. My so Twitter handle is at not an astronaut. So you can follow me on Twitter and the, we usually put the link on there too. And mine is get started. Um, you can uh, find the, uh, the link there as well. So thanks for listening um, and tune in next week. And until then, we are the Jag Bags.
and uh, we will see you next week.